Welcome to ESAN Yoga. My name is David Ahern. And I'm Ani Bachchan. Today on the program, we're going to be talking about how thoughts become things. Mm -hmm. Literally, everything has a frequency yes. uh, in this world. This and shirt has a frequency. It does. Everything. Everything has it. You have a frequency. Mm -hmm. I have a Your frequency. Your thought has a frequency. That's right. And you know, people don't uh, know this, because for years I didn't know this, uh, that what you think you become, and that sounds kind of esoteric, but it really is, is true that whatever is in your mind ends up showing itself in the physical manifestation of the world you live in. Right, right. And what yoga does, if you use mantras, it kind of takes that knowledge, you know, of whatever you think you become, and we actually activate different frequencies through mantras. That's right, uh, because there are uh, certain meridian points in your mouth. Yes, yes, you actually have 84 different meridian points in the upper palate of your mouth, and whenever you are singing the mantras or chanting them, your tongue is actually stimulating the upper palate of the roof, and that's what's triggering to the brain and sending out different signals. And it actually does activate certain parts of the brain. Yes. It activates uh, the pineal gland, it act yeah. activates the Pituitary, the hypothalamus. And if people are wondering, well, what is that? What does that mean? It's your intuition. It really, it activates certain components in yourself that activates your intuition. And so how does that apply to your life? Like, why does that make a difference? Well, when you activate your intuition, you start working at, at the highest levels you possibly can. Right, right. And some of the times we are programmed by childhood, by yep. things that happen to us. And sometimes, so in our, the head, maybe we're beating the drum of something negative. Totally. Where we just kind of keep replaying the same thing over and over again. And the beauty of mantras is you can almost reprogram yourself where you can take out those painful things. Or maybe if you're just doing something on a loop unconsciously, not really realizing it, you can actually replace it with a mantra and improve in those areas. Totally. You know, in, in improvisation, in my world, you know, whenever we're doing scenes in improv in a comedy show, you, uh, we always say you're, you, you can't say the word no. Okay. We, we completely eliminate that from our vocabulary and we replace it with the technique called yes and. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we do that is because we want you to talk about in a scene what it is you want to have happen, right. not what you don't want to have happen. And that is true in life too. Right. So often people think about the things they don't want to have happen in their life. And I always try to encourage people don't do that because when you think about the things you don't want to have happen, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, you'll still draw it in. You still draw it in because it's energy and it's frequency. Yeah. So in improvisation, we talk about say the things that you want to have happen. And it, and it goes hand in hand with yoga. Exactly, exactly. We work on things that we want to draw into us, like abundance, yes. opportunities, prosperity, right. health. health. Right. Yes, vitality. Health is a big thing because what we think in our minds often manifests into our physical body. Exactly. That really is true. Like a lot of, uh, the, when, when we talk about disease, what disease is, is dis-ease in the mind. Mm -hmm. and dis -ease in the body. So it starts, you know, for me, I'll just tell you the way it started with me. Because uh, many, many years ago, I would hear thoughts become things and you have to think positively. And truthfully, I would think that I was thinking positively. Like I would say, oh, I want a great opportunity uh, to come along. And yes. then when it didn't happen, I'd be disappointed. But the component that I didn't realize was is that belief is the thing that really powers bringing manifestation. Because even though I was saying these words, I didn't really believe it. Right. And so it didn't happen. 
The thing the mantras do, which are powerful, is... It almost supersedes that. Where you don't have to know what it means. It's more your mind will respond to that frequency. It yes. responds to sound, and these are sacred sounds. And so you don't even have to know what it does, but if you start doing it, you start reaping the, the benefits. Totally. And I mean, we've talked about it before. It's just like if you were to grow your bicep and start lifting weights, you yep. don't have to know what's going on you know, inside what's happening for it to work. Right. And these are, these are the primal sounds of the universe. When yes. the universe was created, uh, there were primal sounds. And that's what the beautiful thing about this gong is, is that they say the gong is the closest that you can come to the primal sounds of the universe. Right, it contains all the sounds. All the sounds. And so when you start to activate these sounds in your body, at the cellular level of your body, your body knows what they mean. It's really fascinating. And you know, when we were first introduced to this, we would just sing the mantras. We didn't even know what we were doing. Right, we didn't know what they meant. And then that's kind of what spurred me to dive in deeper and go to a teacher training program because I more wanted to figure out what is this? Yes. And it was something too, I'll be honest, I was a little embarrassed about in front of doing front of my family and my friends because this is not my background. We have right. nothing, you know, like this. And so I wanted to know why does this work? What's the science behind this? And sure enough, when you go into a teacher training, you get overloaded with information. But it all made sense. And the thing that I also want to say is that a lot of these postures look unusual. They look strange. Because mm -hmm. I remember when I first saw them, I thought, well, that looks weird. But the thing is, is, if you can get out of your mind and not get so wrapped up in how it looks, what you realize is, is that when you put your body in certain positions, it activates certain energy centers yes. in your body. Certain meridian points, different energy centers that we have. And, and one of the things that we had talked about when we talked about doing this show was we said we want to make this accessible yes. to the householder, to just people who are living their lives who uh, feel like right. I'm just an average person, right? And you know I can't I can't go to uh, India for six months to mm -hmm. go. I can't go to a class. I have kids at home. Right. I have to feed the family. So we always talk about accessible goals. Like give people a goal that they can do that they can accomplish. And one thing that is is really a simple goal is getting up in the morning, uh, maybe 15 minutes before you normally do. Yes, you can do it any time of day. But I will say, if you do it in the beginning of the day, it sets the tone. It, it totally does. We've waited in the evening, and anytime we do, we're like, why did we do this? Totally. Why did we? Because the day gets going, so it is more beneficial to get it. You know, because a lot of times we will spend a lot of times worrying about the exterior of our bodies. Like, we'll, we'll put makeup on, we'll do our hair, we'll... Might spend half an hour, we'll, an hour getting ready. Right, for the exterior of our body, but we don't spend any time on... The internal. The, the internal. What's inside. We might be building up the outside, but what have you done to cultivate the inside? And that's what this show is about. This show is about cultivating the inside and really getting in touch with kind of uh, who you are. You know, because so few of us really sit silently no. and, and just f try to feel how our body feels, try to see what's going on in our minds. But when you start to do it, when you actually just settle your mind down just a little bit, what I find is you start to, to find what your, your calling is to a certain right, degree. Right, your passion. Your passion. It kind of, it enhances gifts. It kind of brings it out. So a lot of people too, I know that will come and practice. They're like, I don't really know what I want to do in life. I right. don't want to know. And then sure enough, they start practicing for a while and all of a sudden, now they're passionate about this. It right. almost like spurs. It's almost like watering it or you know, like planting a little planting seed. Planting the seed and then, and then, yes, then watching it grow. Yes. 
You you uh, you had no idea you wanted to be uh, a no a yoga teacher. A yoga I knew where you were going with yes, that. Thank yeah, you. Thank <laughs> I know, so thank I filled you. it in. Because she actually you went to uh, you went to teacher training. Yes, and like said. I said, I was again of this practice. I was a little embarrassed, a little unsure of it. So whenever I signed up to do teacher training, I didn't tell anyone. Right. I didn't tell my. I told you, yeah. and I told my son, and we told you know a few people, but I really tried to keep it quiet. And it wasn't until probably halfway in that I was like. I have to share this. Yeah. So I was like, people don't know that there's ways to move the body to where you can have the full potential in life. Right. And that's where I almost felt like, I was like, did you know? Every weekend, did you know yes. you can do this? Did you know? I'm a guinea pig here. Yes, that's right. I'm we, a guinea pig. Yes, right. we come home the week, I'm like, okay, let's practice this. Let's right. try this. And just, it kept getting better and better. And people in our family started noticing um, career-wise. Like you said, you started becoming more productive to where right. it was like, let's do this. Let's. And that comes back to how thoughts become things. When you really start to listen to yourself and what, what it is you really want, not worry so much about what your friends think or your family or you know what society thinks. When you start to feed yourself, mm -hmm. uh, what you find is, is that you really do find your hidden talents. Right. And we all have hidden talents. Every single person out what there watching a has a gift. You have a gift to give the world and it's a gift that we all need. Yes. And that's why we encourage you to discover that gift, but in order to discover it, you have to sit silently a little bit with yourself mm -hmm. and listen to yourself. Right. And part of it is dedicating a couple of minutes to yourself because here's the thing I wanna tell everyone at home, you deserve it. You deserve the opportunity to have a little time for yourself so you can find out what it is you want from life. And that's thoughts and that's the belief construct. And this is the power of this practice, don't you think? Mm -hmm. And these, these practices are thousands and thousands and thousands of years yes. old. Yes. For those of you that don't know, it used to be that these were only given to the higher caste people. You know? Right, it was secretive. It was, it was secretive. secretive until 1968, 69 right. is when it openly and publicly started being taught. So for that's why a lot of people don't know about it too, right. is it was just kept secret because it is a practice for the householders. We yeah. talked about that before. And the benefit of that is it works so much faster is that you can reap the benefits and get the rewards without putting in five hours of meditating or years or a lifetime. I mean, you can do that, but if you wanna have a job, if you wanna still have your family, these this is a practice that you can just add in and still do everything else. That's right, and as we've said uh, in the past, there's no better way than just doing it because we can talk about it all day, but until we do it, it's not gonna take effect. So what do you say? Let's do some yoga. Let's practice. All right, on Namo, and away we go. This is exciting. Now we're moving on to mudras. Yes, so wow. mudras, it's the hand positions that we use, or the different hand ones. So yes. each area of the hand actually corresponds to a certain area of the body and different emotions and behaviors. So by either curling, crossing, stretching, touching the fingers and the palms, um, you can actually effectively talk and communicate to the body and mind. Yeah. And so the first position that we're gonna do is what we call Gyan Mudra. Gyan okay? Mudra, whoa. And it's just the thumb and index finger touching. Okay, so that's one of the most commonly used. And this one, it stimulates knowledge, it stimulates wisdom, receptivity, and calmness. I'm feeling very calm mm -hmm. right now, like beyond calm. You feel very still, Gonna peaceful? maybe take a nap, that's mm -hmm. how calm I am. This is good. Perfect, perfect. So this is Gyan Mudra. Gyan Mudra, Right yeah. here, and we use this a lot. Yes. So during the practice when you hear Gyan Mudra, this is what we're mm -hmm. looking or to I'll be doing. Or I'll say bring your thumbs, um, thumb tip and index finger touch into your knees, that's what that is. And anytime we end a posture after, you know, we talked about 
about suspending the breath last time. Mm -hmm. So after we say inhale, suspend the breath, and we'll hold it for a few seconds, exhale and relax. Whatever posture we're in or whatever movement we're doing, then we're always gonna rest. And so you'll come, you can bring your hands down to here yep. and just rest. And you can either, you can also put them palm down. Mm -hmm. you can even yeah, whenever we're resting too, you can even put your hands in your lap if that feels cozy. You always say mm -hmm. whatever feels comfortable for you. And again, that's an important thing mm -hmm. about this practice is do what feels right for your body. Exactly. You know, that's always what you want to do. Okay, next up is prayer pose. A lot of people know what prayer pose looks like, but there are so many benefits mm -hmm. that come along with this so pose. So prayer pose, it's a very commonly used one. So it's when we bring the palms of both hands together, you want to make sure that the fingers are completely touching. And now the outer edge of the mound of the thumb is actually pressed into the sternum. So when you do that too, you notice your elbows are extended out wide. Very good. So now prayer pose, there's a polarity between the whole body, the right side and left side of the body. And when you actually put the right and left hands together, you're neutralizing the positive and negative polarities of your electromagnetic field, that's your aura. And so whenever you do that, you're creating a neutral space. And the neat thing too is, you know how we have the thumbs pressed in here? So the position of the knuckles on the thumbs and the notch of that breastbone right there, it's actually a or reflex point for your vagus nerve. And so it's one of the major nerves that's going to your pineal gland up the front of the body. And one of the benefits I found on this was research has shown that the vagus nerve is what actually is involved in the feelings of compassion, empathy, and goodness. So whenever you wow. have this pressure immediately right here, you're causing yeah. your pineal gland, your pituitary gland to fully secrete and really bring in the um, resonance in your brain and your body, getting it back to its normal rhythm and kind of get into a meditative state. That's why whenever you tell me a story and I need compassion and empathy, I just do this whenever I listen to you. I just go like this, be compassionate passionate and empathetic to her. So if you see me sitting like this, this that's is what I'm doing. That that's what that is all this time? Doing. I thought you, you were thought just I, like you thought I was listening. I was praying to you. No, I'm not. I'm trying to harness some compassion like, and please empathy. Please feel it. Please. That's right. That's right. Yes. So now we get to talk about Venus Lock. And this is yes. exciting. I actually have a theme song to go along with Do Venus you? Lock. Because Venus was the lock. Mm. Oh, Venus. <sighs> yeah, baby, you lock it. Oh, Venus. <laughs> that was your cue. I didn't know it. That was it. That's because I just improvised that. That was the yes and part to the yoga. Oh. Do you see how that worked? All oh. right. Let's it talk. so real. It did. I know. Let's talk <laughs> Venus lock. So Venus lock. It's a hand position. We're going to interlace our fingers together. And then you're actually going to take your thumbs and you're going to press the thumbs into the fleshy mound of your hand right there. And so when you have your fingers interlaced, the um, for feminine energy or for women, we're gonna have our left thumb right here on the bottom, okay? So it's gonna be your bottom thumb. We're gonna have on our right hand, our pinky be on the bottom. So for so women men are, or, Yeah, men is just the opposite. So my right thumb is on bottom. Yes. And your left thumb is on my bottom. My left thumb is on bottom. And then my little left pinky is like this. Yep, and my right pinky. Then we are now in shape. Do you see why yeah. we work so well together? <laughs> All right, here we, we go. We got it. So this is Venus lock. And when you hold Venus lock, a lot of times the arms are really secure. You just want to have a very kind of firm grip with it. So if we say Venus lock, and we'll cue you up for it, but that way you know. So this position, whenever you're doing this, you're actually channeling the sexual energy 
energy that we have. I'm, Ooh. I know. Wow. <laughs> Let's do more of this, huh? And you're promoting glandular balance. Oh, that's what we're promoting. Yes, I was way you, off. <laughs> yes, because you actually, it'll help you concentrate. Oh, is that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we're channeling that sexual energy okay, into good. a higher I, I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. Is this Prime Video rated R? Is that no. what's going on? Okay, I was just checking. All right, here no, we wrong go. Wrong channel. All right, very good. <laughs> so this, that's Venus Lock. It's the hands interlaced together and then the thumbs press into the meaty part. Again, very good. And that's Venus Lock. Venus Lock, All perfect. Right. Very nice. Okay. Well, now this one always was really, I thought it was interestingly named Bear Grip. Yes. Man, that sounds intimidating. Okay, so for Bear Grip, we're gonna take our left hand and you're gonna have your palm facing out and the thumbs pointed down. Then you're gonna take your right hand and you're gonna bring the palms facing together and you're gonna meet the hands. Then we're gonna interlace the fingers and then tuck in the thumbs. Okay, so, and then you wanna hold on tightly there. And whenever we hold this lock, a lot of times you're gonna be almost like the pressure, like you're trying to pull them apart, but we're not actually pulling them apart, okay? So it's just that tension. And so this mudra, this hand position, it's used to stimulate the heart and to intensify concentration. Wow, all right, this is good. Okay. This, this is, is very nice. Grip. This is bear grip, this is the way yeah. it looks. And we use that at various postures throughout, throughout the practice. Very good. Now. We're moving on to mantras, yes. which mantras are, this is the special sauce, as I like to mm -hmm. call it. You know what? If you have a burger and it's got special sauce in it, this is the mantra. This is it. Yeah, it's the, yes. it's the house sauce, if you will. Yes, and mantras are used throughout this practice. So right. I thought we'd take a little more time to kind of explain what it does. Right. Because there can be even fear around mantras. And oh, saying totally. kind of these, this foreign language, or is, what am I saying? Yeah, I and, and a lot of people can get freaked out by it. But mm -hmm. the thing is, is these, these things have a vibration to them. And there's, there's a purpose for these mantras. And your brain responds to that frequency. They're primal sounds. Mm -hmm. I like to always say that. So let's talk more about mantras. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about vibration frequency. So there's a frequency and a vibration that co corresponds to everything in the universe. I mean, happiness has a vibration, it sadness, yeah. joy, if you're anger, all of that has a vibration and even in the mind. Right. And so mantras are basically tuning instruments. So if we wanna tune into a particular frequency or particular feeling, then we actually chant a mantra that vibrates at that frequency. Right. And so then our energy matches that and then we synchronize our thoughts with it. You know how we're talking thoughts become things? Absolutely. This is actually putting it into place with our mouth. That's true. And you know, uh, this is talked about a lot, especially in Yes And, we talk mm -hmm. about how thoughts do become things. Uh, the thing is, is that if you use mantras in the place of some of the wording we do, they're even more powerful because they okay. they have they are the universal sounds that coordinate with the universe. That's right. And and that that's what, that's the interesting thing to me about yes and and yoga is they really do have very very similar concepts. Mm -hmm. So these mantras with these vibrations, we can say these things and we can bring in prosperity. Exactly. We can bring in happiness. Abundance. Right. Mm -hmm. We can bring all in things. all kinds of things. Peace. Peace. Love. love that's right. Compassion. Yeah. You need more of that? I know. <laughs> Empathy. Now that makes sense when you look yes, at it. Yes, that's now right. Now that makes sense. You know, we can even alter our consciousness with these things. Did we you know can. that? Yeah, absolutely. We can. Yes, because so. you're actually changing the chemical composition in your body. It's the fluids in the brain right. that actually does it. Yeah. You know, uh, and here's another thing. The tongue. Yes. 
very, very powerful thing. And not just for making out either. It does other things. Yes. Oh, it can stimulate a lot more because you actually have 84 meridian points that are in the upper palate of your mouth. So the tongue is actually stimulating those meridian points. And they, in turn, then stimulate the hypothalamus, which then makes the pineal gland fully radiate. And when the pineal gland is radiating, it creates this pulse in the pituitary gland. And so when the pituitary gland is firing off, you know, at full fire and mm -hmm. potential, the entire glandular system secretes. And so then when that's happening, the chemical composition of the brain becomes balanced and it's automatically changing a person. It's changing yeah. your outlook on life, all of it. I would say these mantras, which admittedly, I thought these mantras sound strange, but yeah. then when I saw the effectiveness of, of them and I saw that I'm no longer drinking wine, I'm no longer drinking coffee, and I'm starting to work more, be more productive, I was like, yeah. I'm on board with these yeah. babies. And the great thing is, you don't have to know how they work, but they do stimulate the glandular system and that maximizes the potential exactly. of the human body and mind. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Every time you speak, these you're stimulating different associated glands and organs with the tongue. And every time you chant a mantra, you're basically tapping out a particular sequence. We talk about that a lot mm -hmm. um, because whenever you do that, then that's when the chemical reaction is happening in the brain. So when we start each practice of kundalini yoga, we do something called tuning in, which again, and I, wa I want to bring this up, that a lot of people when they first come to your class and they're a first time person, yes. they think, well, this is unusual. I've never heard this, but it does have a power to it, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yes. Yes. So every time we have a class, we always tune in with what they call the Adi mantra. Mm -hmm. So it's. It, what is your name? I know. It's Did Adi. Did you name this mantra after you, the <laughs> no, Adi mantra? No. Look at the ego on you. I know. I know. I knew that was going to come. Tell up. us I more. Know. Tell us more yes. about your mantra, the no, Adi no. mantra. <laughs> okay. So when we chant this, what they call the Adi mantra, and it's Ong Namo Guru Dev Namo. So when we do this, you're actually changing the channels and awakening your neutral mind. And so but the sound frequencies that come out, these sounds are actually striking the pituitary and pineal gland and causing them to secrete. And that's what's opening up our consciousness and our expanded awareness to actually reach that neutral channel in the brain. Right. It's like, you, you know, it's, and you're tapping into almost like the knowledge of the universe with this, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because there is, there is energy that flows through this universe. Exactly. Uh, you know, there are all kinds of names for it, but mm -hmm. when you chant this mantra, it's like, it, it's really interesting. You tap in and you tune in to the universal mm -hmm. knowledge. It's like changing the dial channel on a radio. Right. It's you basically get to the right station. And it also, one of the big things it does is also links us to what they call the golden chain of teachers. Right. And that's basically all the teachers who have taught and protected perfected this sacred science. So by establishing a link with that, we're also protected during our practice and we're guided. Because a lot of times people talk about in yoga, you need somebody to initiate you right. to do that. And that's not so in this case. Right. In Kundalini yoga, if you tune in with that Ong Namo, Guru Dev Namo, right. you're set, you're being guided in your practice. Because years ago, the way this practice was passed down was word of mouth from mm -hmm. teacher to teacher to teacher. And what we're doing is we're just calling in all those teachers. It's uh, energetically calling them in, Ong Namo, Guru Dev Namo. And that's yes. why we like to say Ong Namo and away we go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so what is that? What does Ong yes. Namo what, mean? Yes. What does it mean? So Ong, it's the creative aspect of the universe. And whenever we chant that in a minute, we're actually going to powerfully vibrate it in your nasal passage, your sinus and your upper palate. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then Namo, that means to call upon or identify with. 
and then Guru Dev, that's the subtle divine wisdom of the universe. Right. And then we'll say Namo again, and that's stating our intention to align and become one with the divine wisdom. Kind of that internal knowledge we all have. And how powerful is that? I mean, you're calling yes. out for all the big guns to come in, it right? It is. And you call that, you got everything on your side. But this, let's tune in, shall we? Yes. All right. Yes. So the words are Ong Namo, Guru Dev Namo. And whenever we um, use, we say Ong Namo, if you need a short sip of air, you can always take that in. Okay. And like before we talked about the Ong, you really want it to vibrate in it. So we're not just saying on, you know, with a little G at the end, you're wanting to get that Ong. How would I, how Very I do? good. Very good. I like Very that. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. All right. We're yeah. vibrating the cosmos. Yes. So good. we're going to, um, we'll practice it together because anytime in class, we'll do it three times. It's kind of like, oh, we talked about turning the dial. You get three times in and then you're set. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. We're going to do this, right? Yes. Yeah. So okay. to practice it, what you'll do is you'll sit in whatever position you need to sit in, bolster. If you're on your chair at home, if you're sitting in bed, you can do it. So rub your hands together. We're waking up our hands in different energy points. And if you're at home, join us. Yeah. You're sitting it. on the couch watching TV. Come on, man. Step it up. And we'll practice it three times, too. So if you want to hear it the first time and then join in, second, third, you can. So then you, this way you bring your hands to prayer pose, the heart center, elbows extended wide, thumbs are pressed into the sternum, sitting up with a straight spine, chin slightly tucked in. And we keep our eyes closed and focused at that brow point. Okay, so let's all take a deep breath in together. Inhale. And exhale. Another deep breath in. And exhale. And on our next inhale, we'll tune in with Ong Namo, Guru Dev Namo, three times, okay? Inhale. Ong Namo, Guru Dev Namo. Take a deep breath in, retain the breath, suspend it. And exhale, release your hands down and rest here with your eyes still or eyes closed, just being real still for a few moments, tuning into your own body, your own breath. Just sitting with that for a few moments. And that's it. That's tuning in. Wow, that was impressive. Mm -hmm. I feel tuned in to you. I know. Holy cow, this is amazing. I have all the knowledge of the universe upon me right Already? now. I can ask you anything? Anything you want to ask me, go ahead, ask me any question. What's the capital of Vermont? I tell you what, on the next episode, <laughs> you'll find out on Yes And Yoga. Tune in, you'll find out what the capital of Vermont is. <laughs> <laughs> and we are back, and I have to tell you folks, I'm, I access the uh, all the knowledge of the universe. What is it? It's called Google, and it's Montpellier. 
Very or good. Pilier. 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 Yeah. If you're in Vermont, please write in and let us know how to say it. But write here's, in. Write in, call in. You know what? Do whatever you do on the internet, snail mail. We'll take anything. But here's yeah. the great news. It's not over yet, folks, because we still have to tune out. Yes. And yes. So one of the things um, in your own personal practice, or if you were to pop in a class somewhere, we always close the practice with our longtime son. Um, now this can either be sung or said as a prayer. Right. Or it's just said quietly, you know. So we're yeah. we're going to practice saying that together. Okay, we're going to say it. Yes. Okay. We're very say good. It, everybody. Very nice. And so this again, we will bring our hands. We'll rub them together one more time. And it's just getting you familiar with what goes on in a class, so that way you'll know. You'll bring your hands again to prayer pose. Let's take a deep breath one time in together. Inhale. And exhale. And the next inhale will begin with our longtime sun song. May, May the longtime long sun shine upon you. All love surround you. And the pure light within you guide your way on. And the one bonus part. What's I'll that? Know it until you, well, you know it. We do one long sat One long sat nam. So it's a so long sat. And then a short nom. Short nom. Yeah. So this is so where we all get to step after. it up, folks, and say Ready? goodnight to yoga. Here we go. Here go. So. Thank you for joining us. That's the fundamentals of Kundalini Yoga. You've got all the tools in your bag now mm -hmm. to transform your life. We'll see you on the next episode of Yes and Yoga.